0: My name is Allison Smith. I'm the reference and local history librarian at the Belmont Public Library here today at the Belmont Media Center interviewing Dr. Aviva... Oh, I forgot. Bresher. Bresher, thank you. Interviewing Dr. Aviva Brescher for the Belmont Story Project and her memories of September 11th, 2001. Today's date is October 12th. 2021, so we're just a little bit past the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. And with that, I'll let Dr. Aviva introduce herself.
1: I was very pleased that a Center for the Aging COA and Beach Street Center um, held a beautiful memorial for 9-11. And um, it gave me the opportunity to recall what happened uh, before I lose my memory <laughs> since I'm 76. <laughs> anyway, um, I have lived in Belmont for 48 years now with my husband, Professor Ken Brescher of Boston University. Um, when we moved in, in 73, I bought a house, um, he was a physics professor at MIT, and I was an MIT uh, research associate in Earth and Planetary Science, move, working on Apollo moon rocks at the time. And um, it was before our children arrived. Mm-hmm. Karen and Daniel went through the Belmont school system, uh, Burbank school, middle school, high school and then left to live in California. But here we are, the oldest people on the street, still enjoying our beautiful Belmont neighborhood called Presidential Row on Madison Street. Anyway, um, on 9-11, I was a senior researcher, national technical expert on transportation, safety, health, and environment, at the U.S. Department of Transportation, DOT, Volpe National Technical Center, Volpe Center in Kendall Square, and I was serving as DOT representative on an international committee on electromagnetic safety, and we had a scheduled meeting in Washington, D.C. on 9-11 that was starting at 9 a.m., So I got up at 4 a.m., which I was frequently doing in those days, (laughs) and I took the first flight 630 shuttle to D.C. And we arrived there hmm, about half an hour before the terrorists arrived, really. And our meeting was held at the Federal Communications Commission FCC building, which is right across the Potomac from the National Airport and the Pentagon. We were in a penthouse with all glass walls, being able to see all the flights arriving and taking off from the airport. And we could see the Pentagon as well. So it was an interagency committee meeting. All federal agencies were represented, all three services of the Department of Defense, all other agency members. We were working on electromagnetic fields and radiation safety standards to protect people from power lines, emissions, from cell phone tower emissions, from cell phone devices and all other new technologies emerging at the time. So, um, I was one of many. We were about 30 or so federal agency representatives. We started our meeting on time, and soon thereafter, Somebody came in and said, stop, turn on the big screen TV and see what's happened in New York. So um, soon after 9 a.m., we were watching, horrified on TV, the first attack on the Trade Center, the first tower by Flight 11. And 15 minutes later, we saw in real time the second attack on the second tower. Everybody was simply horrified. We were all silent, watching and listening. My hair still stands up. And at about 9.30, we saw in real time a plane which instead of landing at National Airport attacked and crashed into the Pentagon. We saw fire, smoke, heard the explosion. It was simply um, horrifying. The DOD members were immediately called home. All federal agencies were told to send all people home and here I was from Boston uh, with no place to go. <laughs> we could not shelter uh, in place. But fortunately, I had a 3 nights reservation at a studio apartment at 1776 Mass Avenue. <laughs> but there was no way for me to get there because the transit system shut down Taxis were stopped. A perimeter um, blockage around the White House about five blocks stopped the traffic. And so I had to drag on foot my Rollins suitcase and briefcase and try desperately to call home. And luckily on the way, I stopped on Vermont Avenue at the Federal Rail Administration where I had worked and knew many people, and not everybody had left yet. It was still open, and they let me in to send an email home to my husband, to our kids, and to colleagues at work to let them know I was okay and I would be in D.C. for at least three days. Mm. The meeting was supposed to last three days, so I had three nights' reservations. And um, I couldn't quite find food and drinks because all places were closing in a panic. But I could gather enough to shelter in that little studio apartment. And I started calling all my friends in D.C., And some of them were able to help. And um, ironically, I was scheduled to attend the bar mitzvah of our friend's son, whose name Daniel was the same name (laughs) as our son's. And since in Judaism, joy prevails over sorrow, they did hold the bar mitzvah, and they had a lot of food and Very few out-of-town people were able to get there, and so I could take some leftovers. Mm -hmm. And um, by the time I got to Volpe Center, they had tried to track all the many staff that usually go to D.C. to their sponsors to work, and they realized they were not tracking people. And the main reaction was not just horror, but an understanding of how vulnerable we are to this kind of concerted attacks that try to cause much damage and mass murder. It was the first time that 3,000 people or so were killed by concerted terror attacks. And all our research was reoriented immediately mm-hmm. to counter terrorism. So for the next few years, I worked on strategies to protect transit systems from bioterror attacks, to try to protect rail systems as well on the ground, and aviation that is normally so vulnerable an in-flight attack. But the most impressive thing was that the Volpe Center had developed the air traffic management system for FAA, and we were monitoring in real time all flights. Within half an hour of the attack, all flights were grounded, and the Volpe Center made a video of 3,500 commercial flights being grounded within the next two hours, all private flights being put on hold, no takeoffs, no landing, and it was amazing to see all the dots in all the air corridors raining out of the sky in response to these attacks. And... Much better preparedness exists today. But soon enough, all counterterrorism and readiness money uh, dried up, and all the partnerships with private industry to make a more resilient infrastructure and a more responsive and preventive system stopped. But TSA. Um, which is the branch, was then a branch of DOT before it became an independent agency, started all the airport screening strategies and new technologies came in and were developed and deployed. And even though we're better prepared today, The lesson of 9-11 is still staying with us, many lessons. And um, I must say that the memory is still vivid after all this time. And I didn't see many things happening in Belmont, except people were more aware, both safety and security and more fearful. And to this day, whenever we fly, we look around and we don't protest all the delays in the airport and all the checks and all the baggage searches because we would rather be alive and safe and secure. So, um, you asked if any particular stories or details or interpretations stand out to me. I think that our entire outlook changed. Worldwide impacts of the 9-11 attacks, We're not a hell of a lot less vulnerable, but we're suddenly more aware and better prepared to prevent and respond to this type of terrorist attack. And you asked if my relationship to the event changed or remained the same in the ensuing 20 years. Mm, I shall never forget. And my family um, also responded. The DOT Volki Center erected a memorial. A little tree was planted that is now very tall and a monument and security for federal buildings And berms and barriers and access to federal buildings was installed. A lot of money went into protection of federal workers. It was a little bit like the Oklahoma City event. So both domestic and foreign terrorism taught us lessons for life. Thank you so much for allowing me to recall this.
0: Thank you for sharing your memories of it. Um, Is there anything you'd like to add before we close?
1: As a closing thought, I hoped this never will happen again. But it's really a, a dream because terrorism is alive and well. And they are getting... Ever more clever and more technologies at their fingertips. And defense is always more difficult and more expensive than cheap terrorist acts. Mm-hmm. As an example, there are kids on the ground putting laser light into the eyes of pilots taking off, even here at Logan. There's so much maliciousness around. <clears throat> As a closing thought, um, I hope the mass murder of 9-11 never occurs again, but every attack will hurt. And responding <clears throat> is more difficult. Thank you so much. The Belmont Library is doing a great job with my story. Thank
0: you very much for sharing your story.